The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. So, the new is handling today's service. And if that name sounds strange to you, maybe you've not been coming to church for a while, or maybe it's your first time, or maybe while you are in church you've not been paying attention. By the special grace of God, this supernatural, we are going to be launching a new church. And we are trusting God it will be a new... Amen. We are trusting God it will be a new series of churches. Can somebody shout a loud hallelujah? It's our 20th anniversary as a ministry. And God revealed to our father in the faith that just like he started 20 years ago, in his early 20s, we should now start planting churches that are led by young people. People in their early 20s. It does not mean the church is open to only people in their 20s or early 30s. No, it's open to everybody. When we started 20 years ago, we had some elders in the church just like we have today. So we're not going to be limited to that. But the leadership of the church will be young people. So that's why it was the pretty people in white and blue and the handsome guys in white and blue that led praise and worship today. Put your hands together for them. I'm sure some of them had stage flights. But God helped them. And that's why it's not some of the regular pastors that will be handling the pulpit today, apart from me. Let me finish my sermon and my series. Praise God. So, the church will officially be launched the last day of Supernatural, the 17th. And since we are having two services on the Sundays of Supernatural, they will be handling the second service. So, everybody, please note, particularly those of you that just strolled in a bit, um, after service started today, next Sunday there are two services, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Also, there will be no early bird service next Sunday. And upper Sunday for Supernatural, just the 8 a.m. service or the 11 o'clock service. You are free to come for whichever one you choose. I'm sure your resident pastors already have plans on ground. But you can attend whichever one works best for you. But note, the second service will be handled by the new. Praise God. And if you still don't know what the new is, when you come next Sunday, you will see the new. What the new is. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven one more time this morning. And ask God to speak to our hearts again, or to your heart again. We've been sharing a series in this last three Sundays, this is the final pre-supernatural Sunday. Um, next Sunday is going to be supernatural. Ask God to speak to your heart again. Lord, send a word to me this season. Help me to fully prepare for what you have in store for me during supernatural. In this final week before the convention, I receive all the grace that I need, all the instructions that I need to be fully ready for what you are set to do. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church said aloud, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I've been sharing with us things that God wants to do for us this season. And two Sundays ago, God said, I want to do for you things that money cannot buy for you. 
things money cannot buy. So money will not be a limiting factor whether you have it or whether you don't have it. Praise God. Hallelujah. God said that on the backdrop, backdrop of what he had told us earlier. And I'm going to keep repeating that until everyone has caught into your spirit. My honest desire, my sincere desire is that nobody in this church will come to service next Sunday with a financial problem on their mind. I think that's the goal what God wanted. God said, I will fix everybody's financial challenges. Let me look at our neighbor and say, that includes you. Everybody's financial challenges. How many people understand that God is able to do that? Hallelujah. Say with me, God is able to fix all my financial challenges. He did it in the wilderness church in the days of Moses. He did it in the early church in the book of Acts. He's doing it again today. Can I hear a loud amen? 2017 Supernatural, one of the major things God has told me and I've shared with us that he wants to do is that everything we've seen him do before, in this ministry particular in the last 20 years, he will do it again. Can I hear a loud amen? I will fix your financial challenges. If your faith is unable to receive that by yourself, God said, talk to your pastor, talk to your resident pastor. And so many people have come to church and God has been helping them. And he will continue to help them. Can I hear a loud amen? So when he told us two weeks ago, even the things money cannot buy, I will do it for you. That was where he started us from. And last week he told us things that men cannot do for you. Interestingly, it was when I was sharing this morning that this scripture came to my mind. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Hallelujah. The things that are impossible. Glory be to God. Somebody lift your hands this morning and say with me, anything that I need that I desire in my life, whether it is healing, whether it is marital, whether it's in my career or my business, that men cannot give me. Father, I thank you that in this season of my life, as I desire it and as I require it, you are giving it to me. I receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are not limited by men either. We talked about what to do. We told you about what to do where money is concerned so that money doesn't limit you. If you have it, learn to give it away in ever-increasing measures. If you don't have it, learn not to worry about not having it. That's how you handle money. Stop worrying about money. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that if you worry about money, you are making money your God. I wonder how many people in church claim, they come to church, claim God, God is their God, but because they are worrying on their own about money, in actual, in reality, is money that is their God. Don't worry about the money you don't have. Train yourself. Do go and read Matthew 6 very well. That's how you handle money. And if you have it, don't make it an idol. Learn to give it away in ever increasing measures. As God leads you, and as God tells you, and as God instructs you. When it comes to men, the secret is to keep your eyes on God. Psalm 34 and verse 5. They looked to him and they were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. You don't keep your eyes on men. Thank God for the help that men may bring. Thank God for your parents. Thank God for your bosses. Thank God for your pastors. Thank God for all the numerous men that God will use for you. But don't put your eye on men. 
if you want to enter this realm where even when men cannot help you, help will still show up, that God will bring you help. Put your eyes on God. Hebrews 13 and 6. I think I'm going to start with that text this morning. That's another text I didn't really read yes last week. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory be to God. The latter part, let's read verse 5, the latter part. For God himself has said, I will never leave you. In the Amplifies, it says never, never, never. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Look into your neighbor's eyes and tell him, oh, I don't know what you are going through right now. But please, take comfort. Take comfort. Tell him, take comfort. God has said, he will never leave you or forsake you. Look at your other neighbor and say, you are not alone. You are not alone. You may feel alone. It may look like you are alone. But hear the word of the Lord this morning. You are never alone. For he himself has said, the latter part of verse 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, you see, when, when God's word comes to us, we must learn to respond to it. So it's not enough that God is saying something. Ask your neighbor for me, what are you saying? He has said, I will never leave you. You should boldly say, say with me, I boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do for me? I mean, that's it. That can also include the fact that even if there's no man to help me, I will not fear. I have God. Glory be to God. Let that sink into your spirit this morning. Say, I have God. God has said, he will not leave me. He will not forsake me. I have God. I refuse to fear. And we taught you how you can live to walk in this realm. Learn to hear. When you are looking to God, learn to hear a voice from God. You are not going to see God physically, sir. God is not going to manifest to you physically. How, how do I enjoy God? Hear a word. Hear a word. When you come to church and pastor is preaching, hear a word. When you listen to a tape, when you read your Bible, hear, you will know when you hear it. You will know the voice of God when you hear it. I have not heard. Listen to that sermon again. Listen to that tape again. Hear a word. That's how God moves in our lives. Hear a word from God. I gave you three keys last week. Number two, learn the ways of God. Learn the way of fasting and praying. Don't be in this kind of church and you don't fast and pray. Something we do every month. Don't be in this kind of church and you don't know how to pray in the Spirit. Or you are in this kind of church and you are not born again. Learn the ways of God. God has ways. And number three, learn to walk in the reverence, the fear, the respect of God. Isaiah chapter 11 told us that was Jesus' delight. Of all the anointings that placed on him, Verse 3 of Isaiah 11. Seven anointings were placed on Jesus according to Isaiah 11. Seven spirits of God. Zechariah talks about that as well. The Bible talks about the seven spirits of God. Those were those seven anointings. It's not that God had seven different Holy Ghosts. It was one Holy Ghost. But it manifests in seven different ways. In power, in might, in wisdom, in counsel, in knowledge, in understanding. One of his manifestations is in the fear of the Lord. And they said that was the delight of Jesus. That tells me that's what regulated everything. That's what regulated everything. Reverence for God. Today, God said, I am going to help you with time. 
Sing with me. I will boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And God said, I'm going to help you with time. See, as this message formed in me, I got a clearer picture of what God is trying to do. You see, these three things, money, people, and time, are probably the three most important resources we use on this earth. Three most important resources. Money and material possessions. You are going to need them. God is going to help us with it. Two, relationships. Someone said relationships are the ships you sail with into destiny. You need relationships. You need a church like this. You need family. You need friends. You need colleagues. You need them. And probably the most important of them all, time. Time. And what God is saying is that I'm going to collapse time for you. Glory be to God. I, I love that testimony about that family. By the way, they've already relocated to Canada. They're already in Canada. So it's not that they are hoping to have a white Christmas. They are going to have a white Christmas. Whether they like it or not. What would have taken, what was it again? Did he say eight months? Six months? It happened in six weeks? Yeah. Eight weeks. That's God helping you with time. Ninety days like ninety years. God can help us with time, particularly at a time like this. I don't know how your year has been. Maybe you are there like, ah, this year hasn't gone well for me. The year is not over yet. Oh. God can help with time. He can collapse time for you. He can speed up time for you. Hallelujah. He can redeem time for you. He can restore time for you. Let, let, let me start by, let's, let's just think a bit about time. Just a few thoughts about time. And I'm sure you know all this already, but let's just juggle our, our minds and our thoughts a little bit on time this morning. Number one is that our lives are measured in time. Ask your neighbor, how old are you? It's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer. <laughs> you, you measure life with time. You don't, you don't, um, when, when, when there are feelings, someone, someone is reducing themselves, one of the things that we ask you all the time, they won't say how many houses do you have. We don't use the number of houses you have to measure time. We don't ask how many suits you have. We don't ask how many, how much you have in your bank account. We don't ask how many friends do you have. We don't measure life with relationships. We don't measure life with money. As important as they are, we measure life with time. So that means life is time, and time is life. In essence, time is the resource of life. When you came into this world, they didn't give you money from heaven. They gave you time. And they've been counting down that time from the first moment you came out of the mother's womb and cried, for those of us that cried. <laughs> Praise God. Arguably, that's your most valuable resource. Time. Genesis 6.3, even when God was going to talk in the days of Noah, Genesis 6.3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive forever with man, for indeed his flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. God numbered the days of men. And there's something interesting I want you to see here. That God spoke that in Genesis chapter 6 in the days of Noah. Look at what Genesis chapter 5 says. In those days, men used to live longer than 120 years. Genesis 5.32. Noah was 500 years old. 
and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. He didn't start having children until 500. Ask anybody for me, how old are you again, sir? Let me, let me, let me hear your story. <laughs> In case somebody is here that is worried that you don't have any children. Ask your neighbor, how old are you, sir? <laughs> now, of course, things have changed. And it's interesting. Noah, 500 people usually put, because of the sin and the wickedness of man, the time of man got cut short. From 500, there were people that lived 900 years in those days. Cut short to 120 years. It got worse by the days of Moses, Psalm 90 and verse 10. Moses wrote Psalm 90. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, 80 years, it has come down again. The last time I heard about life expectancy in Nigeria, I think they said it was 40-something. That's terrible. Now, there are nations in the world today, and I think they, they, on the earth today, this 70, 80 years is the highest nations. 1890, Japan and some of these other countries, life expectancy there is around 1890. But it's important to know that God promised us, or God said, at least the one God said, because of sin, Talked a bit about that last month in the midweek service. The wages of sin is death. It cuts short life and every other thing. That's why life came down. Praise God. Now, that's by the way. My main point is that our life is measured with time. Life is measured with time. And you should note that you have limited resource of it. You are not going to get 500 years like Noah had. You are not. 120. You see, you have people on the earth today that live to 120. It's limited. And this is where the help of God comes in or is important. Because our God has limitless time. Glory be to God. God created time for man. And he set time for man. But God lives outside of time. Praise God. So God can help us with time. Amen. It's also important to know that every one of us that is alive, the moment you come to this world, you are born, everybody gets equal amount of time daily. Donald Trump does not get 48 hours a day because he's president of the United States. Pastor T doesn't get 36 hours a day because he's director of operation. No, everybody gets 24 hours a day. Let me ask somebody, what are you doing with your time? Or, more importantly, on a day like this, the first Sunday of the last month of the year, what have you been doing with your time? Everybody gets 24 hours a day. We may not have the same money. We may not have the same relationship. Some people are born with silver spoons. Some people are born with golden spoons. Some people are born with wooden spoons. And some people are born with no spoon. With no spoon. That, that is arguable. But there is no body that is born that does not get 24 hours a day. Nobody. Help me ask somebody again, what have you been doing with your time? Now, I want you to think about and ask because I'm sure each and every one of us, we can do with some help with the way we have been handling time. And that's what God is promising us this season. Can I hear a loud amen? Maybe here, here this morning you feel that you have lost time. You have wasted time. You have abused time. You have mismanaged time. 
Or even let's say you have done well with time. You have used time well. You are far ahead of your contemporaries. You are doing well with time. Wherever you are, I have good news for you this morning. God told me to tell you I will help you with time. This season of your life, God said I will help you with time. Whether you have lost it or you have gained it, whether you have mismanaged it or you've managed it well, tell somebody for me, don't lose hope. Hear the promise of God this morning. I will help you with time. He said, I will help you with money. The things money cannot buy for you, I will give you. I will help you with your relationships and people. Even what men call impossible, I will do it for you. And then I will help you with time. This season, this season, that's what God is telling us. These pre-supernatural meetings, God told me to declare those three things over you. And remember, this season is from first Sunday in November till the last Sunday in January. Somebody lift your hands and say, I receive help where time is concerned. I receive divine help where time is concerned. From the hand of God. In the name of Jesus. Particularly if you feel you are behind. Don't lose hope. I came to tell you, don't lose hope. God said, I will help you with time. Hallelujah. It's also important to note, and this is why we should value the help of God in this area. You cannot recover lost time or use time. You can't claim back year 2015 or the last 11 months of 2017 or the last 11 months plus two days of 2017. If you lost money, you can get it back home. Praise God. If you lost a friend, you can get a friend back. Or another friend. That same friend can even come back. Ah, we fought last year. Or we've been fighting for a But now we have reconciled. That can happen with relationships. But not with time. There is nothing you can do to bring back 24-7. So when God tells you I will help you with time, you better take it seriously. Because only God can do it. Only God can do it. You can't increase or multiply time. There's nothing you, have, you There's no prayer you can pray. There's no faith you can develop that will cause your day, your time to increase from 24 hours a day to 48 hours a day. Amen. The Bible says, whatsoever I say, God shall give it to me. I shall decree anything come to pass. That one will not come to pass. Sir. Don't waste your energy. <laughs> Don't waste your energy. <laughs> The only person that can do anything with time is God. There's nothing you're going to do that you will start having 36 hours a day. So I think it's important when God admonishes us about time, we should pay attention. So what has God told us to do with time? Because we can't increase time, we can't multiply time, we can't recover time. What does the Bible tell us to do with time? God says be wise with time. Colossians 4 5. Walk in wisdom towards those that are without, those that are not born again. Redeeming the time. Walk in wisdom, redeeming the time. The same thing, Ephesians 5 15. See that you walk circumspectly. Tell somebody for me, walk in wisdom. Walk circumspectly. We are saying the same thing. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. So if you see that you are in dark days, it's getting worse and worse. 
the more you should value time and be wise with it. Hallelujah. So Moses said, Psalm 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days. And God has taught the world to number days. The numbering days for 2,000 years now. It's 2,000 years AD. The numbering days. We've been numbering weeks. We've been numbering months. We've been numbering hours. Why should we do that? So that we can apply our heart to wisdom. That's what to do with time. Be wise with time. That's what the Bible teaches. Be wise with time. This year-end season, I'm encouraging everyone, be wise. Don't end the year anyhow. Don't start the new year anyhow. Be wise with time. And when God tells you, I'm going to help you with time, you should take that help maximally and use it very well. Can I hear a loud amen? Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The new King James says, King James says, apply your heart to wisdom. Hallelujah. So we, we, we have time. Another thing I've mentioned, but I want to say it again. We have time in limited resource. One twenty years. Highest life expectancy in our generation now. 80, 90 years. And note that that is not in our nation. Not in this nation you are living in. So if you are going to live that, you are going to have to do it supernaturally. Somebody say, I receive grace for longevity of life. Supernaturally. But whether you do want to or not, it's still a limited resource. But the good news is you have a God that has time limitlessly. I will forever love Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Beloved, do not forget this one thing. Don't forget this thing. With God, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. God can manipulate, permit me to use that word, adjust, increase, reduce, expand, multiply time for us. He is out of time. We are in time. God is out of time. And God can help us with time. And we need that help. We need that help. Can I hear a loud amen? Hallelujah. Let me quickly tell you how God helps with time. Then we'll get ready for the communion today. Number one, God restores. God restores. So maybe you are here, you need time restored. I want your faith to be all out. God is saying, I will help you this season of your life. I will help you with time. How is he going to help you? He is going to restore. Will restore. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. You can read Joel 2, 25 with me if you have your Bible or you can see the screen where you are. Let's read in concert. One, two, go. Joel chapter 225. I will do what? Restore to you. That's a promise. Some people have a problem with taking the Bible literally. Me, I don't. Praise God. Me, I don't at all. 
God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Read with me. I will do what? Restore to you. Say with me. God is restoring to me. Now, if you need it, oh, believe God for it. What, what will I restore to you? The years. Well, that, that's a measure of time. The years. He's talking to, in Bible days, most people were farmers. So you have to convert this to your own situation. He's using a language a farmer will understand. So that farmer at the beginning of the season, he planted his crops, grew the crop. Then just before harvest time came, locusts came and cleared everything. Wasted year. Next year again, he came. No, that was three years ago. Came again four years ago. Planted the first year. It was the swarming locusts that came. So he planted the seed again. And he grew it almost harvest time. This year, it was the crawling locusts that came. Destroyed everything. Two years ago, it was the consuming locusts that chewed up, did everything. This last year, 2017, this year, it was the chewing locusts that did everything. He said, my great army which I sent among you. Now, let's read that in context. These were backsliding people. So they were going through tough seasons. Year after year, it was wasted. They couldn't point to anything that came out of that year for them. Because they were in a backsliding state. So God was now telling them, as you come back to me, I will restore. I was the one that allowed all those things to happen. And you and I are not backsliding. Can I hear a loud amen? What we are bringing from this text is that we have a God that can restore. And can restore time. Can restore time. Doesn't matter how bad or good your 2017 was. Or your 2016 was. Someone sent me a mail. Not a member of this church. Talked about this year. Can you point to anything last year? Can point to anything in life? God can restore. God can restore. And that's how God helps you with time. And look at what will happen when God restores time. Look at verse 26. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Anybody interested in that? Say with me, I shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Who has dealt wondrously with you? Is somebody interested in God dealing wondrously with them as this year comes to an end? When God restores time, it's a wonder. It's supernatural. Because naturally you can't replace time. But I see God doing it for somebody this season in the name of Jesus. Dealt wondrously with you. It gets better. And my people shall never be put to shame. Glory be to God. That means, that means when we lose time, when we waste time, when we abuse time, the end result is shame. We will never be put to shame. Glory be to God. For your shame you shall have double. Look at verse 27. And this is one of the things we talked about. Then you shall know that I am, the, I, I am in the midst of Israel, knowing God. It's a different. I, I, I mentioned three things to you when I said about being still. Hear God, then know God. God is saying, when I restore time to you, then you will know me. And you know I'm in your midst. In other words, if you've not experienced this dimension of my hand, you don't really know me yet as you ought to know me. You need to see God restore time. Some of us have enjoyed it. God restore time to you. Restore. Restoring time means you catch up. I remember when we were believing God for children. All our mates and all were having children. And all that. Now there's no difference. That's God restoring time to you. 
and it brings you into a, an understanding of God that you never know. And then he repeated again, you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. And everybody shout out with me again, my people shall never be put to shame. God restores. Now let me say this to you. Not only does God restore time, God restores other things because the devil is a wicked devil. Sometimes it's not time that Satan attacks directly. He attacks other aspects of our lives and by doing that indirectly, stealing our time. So Jeremiah 30, 17, look at this. I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Some of us, it wasn't time that was stolen, it's health that was stolen from us. And in that time that health was stolen, time was also stolen. So when I'm telling you God is going to restore and help you with time, one way God can help you with time is to restore health to you. Or even make you stronger. So you won't be using your time in hospital, paying medical bills, going for doctor's appointments. I will restore hell to you. Somebody say, I receive it. And heal you of your wounds. Say, I receive it. Says the Lord. Watch what happens when health is stolen. And I'm sure you, you can understand what Bible is saying here. Because you are called an outcast. When, when we have this kind of things, it's like people, everybody does not want to relate to. I know that from experience. This is Zion, no one seeks out. When people's health are robbed and ravaged, it's like everybody just starts doing them and saying, But God said, I will restore. Can I hear loud? Amen. Let me hear someone shout, I receive. Not only will God restore time and health, because when health is stolen, time is stolen. Look at something else the enemy can steal. Isaiah 57, verse 18. I love this one. I have seen him, I have seen him, I have seen his ways, and I will heal him. God is going to restore comfort. Let me close off that last one. Let me tell somebody that God is going to restore comfort to you. This season, anywhere there has been disease, God will restore comfort to you. And I love this other one. Share this with God and over again. I know this one is As for you also, because of the blood of the covenant, I will set your prisoners free. From the waterless feet, verse 12, you are going to Zechariah 9 and 12. You come to the stronghold to put down the hope even to death. I declare that I will restore double. God restores time, God restores health, God restores comforts, and love this. God restores double. That's what God did for Job. Job 42.10 The Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had. You will notice one of the things the devil stole from Job was his health. Hello? Then God, his children too. His, his ten children. But God restored. Can I hear a loud amen? God restored. God didn't give him twice the number of children, but God gave him better quality children. At least that's what the Bible said. So not only will God restore the things that have been taken or have been lost and have been misused, God will restore double. Is somebody believing with me this morning? Come on, leave those hands where you are sitting and say, I receive. Restoration is mine.
Come on, claim it, claim it. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Receive it. Restore time. Restore health. Restore comforts. Restore double. Double, 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 double. God can help you with it. Receive it. God can help with time. I will restore double to you. Praise the Lord. So, number one way God restores time and God helps us time is He restores it to us. Number two is that He adds it to us. And if you read Job's story further, that's what God did to him. Job 42, verse 16. After the throne of God had restored double to him, verse 16 says, After this, Job lived 140 years, lived a long life. He saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. I believe God had that time for Job. God can add time. The Bible told us about King Hezekiah, 2 Kings chapter 20. Good king. He wasn't one of the rascal kings. He was one of the kings that did quite well in his own time. And God, when it was his time to go, God sent Isaiah the prophet to go and meet him. Put your house in order. You're about to die. And the Bible said he turned and he prayed. And this is what God said in verse 6, 2 Kings 20 and 6, I will add to your days 15 years. That's one way God helps us with time. God adds. Now, let's apply this. Because your own, your own need may not be for God to add this to you, particularly if you are the new. <laughs> But maybe there's a project and you need more time. You are working on. Maybe there's a bill that is due and you need more time. Or maybe there's something in your life going on and you need more time. I want you to know that God can add time. Can I hear a loud amen? God can add time. God can extend it. They can push back the deadline. Glory be to God. God can help you with time by adding time to you. God can give you another year. Maybe 2017, you are supposed to have done some things and you've not done it. And because you've not done it, that opportunity will disappear. No, God can give you another year. Can I hear a loud amen? God can give you another two years. God can give you another 15 years. The Lord added years to Hezekiah. And finally, the way God helps us with time is God speeds things up for us. In time. Let me hear somebody shout again, 90 days like 80 years. I can't hear you shouting in faith. 90 days like 90 years. He, he speeds things up in time. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, Jeremiah 1 and 12. Thou hast well seen. God told him. God gave him a word earlier on. I'm making you, I'm sending you as a prophet to the nation to pull down your destroy. Then God said, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. God said, you have seen well. I will hasten my word. To perform it. I prophesy over someone under the sound of my voice. This season of your life. God will hasten his word to perform it. That word of healing. God will hasten it to perform it. That word of fruitfulness. God will hasten it to perform it. That word concerning your purpose. His plan for your life. Like Jeremiah. God will hasten it to perform it. In your business. In your marriage. That word that God has given you. God will hasten it to perform it. God can help us with time by speeding things up. Jeremiah was telling God, oh, I'm only a child. God said, don't tell me you're a child. 
Go to where I send you. Say what I say. I will hasten my work to perform it. What should have taken two years, God can give it to you in two months. Like the testimony we have today, what should have taken six months, God can give it to you in eight weeks. When that man, he told me his testimony before he left, when he started this year, his career was upside down. That he's ending the year on the note, it's like he's living in a dream. He didn't know what was going to be in Canada by the end of the year. God can hasten things up, speed things up. And that's the help he's bringing for us. Romans 9.28 I love this. This is what the Bible says about God. For he will finish the work. Say with me, God is faithful. He that has begun a good work in me. He is faithful to complete it. Watch what the scripture says about him here. He will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Hallelujah. Because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. God can speed things up. In your mind, ah, this thing is supposed to take six years. No, God can do it in six months. Can I hear a loud amen? Glory be to God. Luke 18, verse 1 to 8. I will only read verse 8 because of time. Jesus was teaching us about prayer. And in that place, he taught us about being persistent in prayer. Told us about the widow that kept harassing the judge. And one day, the judge came. A wicked judge, by the way. And the judge said, look, I am going to answer this woman. Unless you will continue to harass me. Then Jesus made this statement about God. He said, hear what this unjust judge said. He said, shall not God avenge his elect that cry to him day and night? Hallelujah. Verse 8, Jesus now said, I tell you, he answered the question himself. He will avenge them, and he will avenge them speedily. I came to prophesy over someone this morning. The thing that God has ordained to do in your life this season, God will do it for you speedily. He will do it with speed. This season shall be a season of speed for you. In the name of Jesus. God helps us with time by speeding things up. That's what he told us at Summer Blast this year. Accelerate. Touch five people around you and tell them accelerate, accelerate, accelerate. Tell somebody receive divine speed, receive divine speed, receive divine speed. Do you know that for you to be on eagle's wings, you must accelerate, you must run before you can soar and you can fly and you can be on eagle's wings? Somebody, tell somebody, speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up. If you are going to be on eagle's wings, man, you need some speed. I love Joseph's testimony. Genesis 41. This is my last text. You can rise on your feet. Or one of my last texts. <laughs> rise on your feet. <laughs> when you rise on your feet, it encourages me to close. <laughs> Glory be to God. Genesis 41 and verse 14. Amazing text. This guy had been in prison for 12 years. Thereabouts. Let's assume he used one year in Potiphar's house before they put him in prison. Definitely it had been over 10 years. We don't know. We don't know how long he was in prison, but it had been a while. So I don't know where you have been for the last one year, the last three years, the last five years, the last 10 years, the last 12 years, the last 13 years, the last 15 years. The last 20 years, I think so. The last 25 years, the last 40 years, I don't know. But hear the word of the Lord to you this morning. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him how? Quickly. This is a season of quickly for you. 
They brought him out quickly from the dungeon and he shaved and changed his clothes and came before Pharaoh. You read down that story, that same day, he got a wife. He, he got a change of name. He, he got brought out of prison. In other words, God gave him a crossover experience. Hallelujah. He had been in prison for a long time, maybe 10 years, maybe 11 years, possibly 12 years. But they brought him out quickly. I prophesy over someone. They are bringing you forth quickly. Things are going to happen for you quickly. Doors will open for you quickly. Promotion will come for you quickly. Breakthrough will come for you quickly. Elevation will come for you quickly. They brought him out quickly. They changed his name that day. They cleared his record. They gave him a wife that same day. I prophesy over someone here. In your marital situation, whether you are single or you're married, God is about to move quickly. Listen, church, God can help us with time. You may not be able to help yourself. Men may not be able to help you. Money definitely cannot help you. Money cannot buy time. Directly speaking. Now, there are wisdom steps we can take that instead of one person doing the work, you get ten people to do the work and that way you save time. But you see the same 24 hours you are using. This is supernatural. We are talking supernatural here. They can bring you out in one day. Yesterday, I'm sure Joseph was not thinking about wife. And it wasn't any yeye wife who permit me. There's no yeye woman. But just to get my point across, it was the daughter of the priest of Pharaoh. Gino wife. Somebody say Gino husband. Say Gino wife. And it happened quickly. Come on, lift your hands and begin to talk to God. I will give you things money cannot buy. I'm Pastor, me, I'm only a messenger. I hear what God tells me. God said I will pay for everybody's, I will fix everybody's financial challenges. He has been doing it in life. Several people were helped this week again. I will fix everybody's financial He said, I'm going beyond money. Nobody in this church will be worried about money anymore. Nobody in this church will have any money problem. It shouldn't be happening. Not with this God and what he's saying. Then he said, I will go beyond money. I will give you things money cannot buy. And I will do for you things men cannot do. Then I'm going to help you with it. I will collapse time for you. I will speed things off. I will restore time. I will multiply time. I will add time to you. I will speed things off. Come on, lift your hands and talk to him. Pastors, please, let's come to the communion table. Okay, the new. Please, communion table. Can I keep praying, keep praying. Shanda Baba Busakataya. H.O.P., please come up. Keep praying, somebody. Whether you need time restored or you need time added. Maybe the landlord has given you a quick notice and you need time. God can add time for you. God can add time for you. Maybe the deadline they gave you has expired. Look to God this morning. Somebody, God can add time for you. God gave Ezekiah 15 years. God can add time. God can add time. Oh, yala baba baba as much as possible, let's have the new service. But if they need any assistance, others can now help. Keep praying, church. Keep praying. Hold on. Before you go, I'm going to pray about it. Keep praying, church. Why? Don't stop the prayer. Look to God. Release your faith. Look to God. There's nothing He can do. I will restore health to you. He said it. I didn't say it. He said it. I will restore health. I will restore comfort to you.
I will restore double to you. He did it for Job. He can do it again. He did it for Job. He can do it again. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Release your face. 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 God has told you what he wants to do and he does it by grace. You believe him and release your face. Shande gede broso topa. Hey, Thank you, Lord. I receive your help where time is concerned. I receive your help. 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 I'm going to give you one more minute. I receive your help where time is concerned. I receive your help. Somebody, God has told you what he wants to do. What are you going to do? Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That we may boldly say, when God reveals his plan, he expects a response. What will you do now that God has said, I will help you with time? Will you believe him? Will you reach out in faith? Will you access that grace by faith? I will help you with time. I will help you with time. I will help you with time. You may have lost time, but I will help you with time. You may have lost time, I will help you with time. You may be behind, but I will help you with time. That's what this communion is for. Let me show you something powerful that will help your faith. Let me show you something powerful that will help your faith. Moses said something in Psalm 90. Hallelujah. Psalm 90. So verse 12, he said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom or that we may apply our heart to wisdom. Look at what he said in verse 14. Psalm 90 and verse 14. And I, I want everyone to just use this scripture as a faith launch pad this morning. Particularly as we partake of the communion. Oh, it was a prayer he prayed satisfy us early with your mercy. This prayer must have been born from revelation. Satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let me read that text again and I will expound it in a minute or two. But watch it. Psalm 90 and verse 14. Oh, satisfy us early, not late. Early. Early, 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 early. Satisfy us early with your mercy. That's what the communion is. It's the mercy of God. Jesus paid the price we could not pay ourselves. He bore the punishment we could not pay ourselves. We were sinners. We could not help ourselves. We could not save ourselves. We could not heal ourselves. And by the mercy or the grace of God, he came and he paid the price for us. And he said, I'm praying God that by your mercy or by your blood, you will satisfy us. And what will happen when you satisfy us with your mercy, we will be glad, hallelujah, and we will rejoice all the days of our life. 
I will say this to you again. I testify in the name of God. And before God, I have not had a bad day in over a decade now. I see things like this in scripture. I've never seen this one until yesterday when I was preparing for service. But I see things like this. There is a way the mercy, the blood of Jesus can walk in your life. And all your days, you are rejoicing and you are glad. No bad day. No bad day. The same way God keeps the sun up. You have never woken up and they said there's no sun today. It's a lie. That same God that keeps the sun shining every day can keep your days full of gladness and rejoicing. And he said it's a function of the mercy of God. I'm going to release your faith like you have never for mercy this morning. Mercy is God not giving you the judgments that you deserve. And God does that for us because of the blood of Jesus. This is a cup of mercy this morning. Hallelujah. And he said, when you are satisfied with it, somebody say with me, I'm satisfied with mercy. I didn't hear your voice say, I'm satisfied with mercy. Then stress it early, early, early. The earliest time it can start for you is now. If there's no earlier time than now. Praise God. Early, satisfy me early with mercy so that all my days, there will be days of rejoicing and days of gladness. I've not had one bad day. I'm not exaggerating, so those of you that think I'm exaggerating, I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to ask my wife, I'm going to ask my children if they can complete it. I've not had one, 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 one in over a decade now. And I can tell you when it started, it was when God showed me the revelation of this community. Really, it started when I went to pastor in Alabado. But by the time the revelation of communion came in, that consolidated it. And then I now found the scripture like this. Ah. So when you are satisfied with mercy, all your days can be days of gladness and rejoicing. Now, like I said, some people have a problem with literally believing scriptures. Me, I know my God can do everything that is written. I don't have a problem with it. If your theology doesn't accept it, well, but I will encourage you to stay up your faith. Come on, stretch your hands. Father, we consecrate these elements as the body and the blood. We activate the mercy of God this morning. In all its fullness. Till we are satisfied. And we thank you Lord that we will never be the same. From today I decree over your children. Your days shall be days of gladness and rejoicing. All your days. Just as it is written. All your days. God will help you with time. In the name of Jesus. Keep praying until the ushers direct you to where you are going to serve the communion. Please, someone should come and serve the music team. Take it in faith and continue praying and worshipping and blessing God. Satisfy us with mercy. Satisfy us with mercy. Early, satisfy us with mercy. Please keep that text up for a minute. Satisfy us with mercy. Psalm 90, verse 14. Let our eyes feast on it. Satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Satisfy us early. Satisfy us early. Please follow the direction of the, of, of, of the ushers. Okay, and let's do this very quickly. Don't clog the aisles. Don't clog the aisles. Follow the direction. Satisfy us early. Kena mashanda gata ya la ba 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 ba
Satisfy us early with your mercy. Help us with time, O God. Restore, add, and speed up. Speed things up for us. Here I lay my burdens down. Here I lay my burdens down. Lose my worries in your Use love. Lose my worries in your love. I have carried them enough. Thank you, Jesus. Casting every care on you. I have carried them enough. I have carried them enough. Sing that again. Here I lay my burdens down. Here I lay my burdens down. Lose my worries in your love. Lose my worries in your love. Casting every care on you. Casting every care on you. I have carried them enough. I have carried them enough. We are not alone. We're not alone. Here within your love. Here within his love. God is still with us. He never leaves us. He is still with us. He never forsakes us. We're not alone. We're not alone. She within his love. Until every fear is still at the mention of your name. One more time. When the world becomes too much. When the world becomes too much. Near the cross I will remain. Near the cross I will remain.
mercy is falling, falling. Lift up your hands, receive it now. Cheering the presence of the Lord. Mercy is falling, falling. Lift up your hands, receive it now. Cheering the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands, everybody. Let's sing it together.
lift up your hands, receive it now. Here in the presence Here of the Lord. The presence One more time. One more time. Lift these Open your mouth and begin to bring the spirit if you can. Mercy is falling. Mercy is falling. God uses the analogy of rain. I know you can't feel it physically, but I tell you in the spirit, mercy is falling. Mercy is falling. Your past is no longer hindering your future. God can restore us time. God can restore us time. God can restore health. God can restore double. God can restore comfort. Mercy, 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 mercy is falling this morning. Mercy is falling. Open your mouth. Pray and receive it in the Holy Ghost. Pray and receive it in the Spirit. Pray and receive it by faith. Mercy is falling. 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 God is on you now. God is on you for passion. God is on you for deepness. God is on you now. God is on you for passion. God is healing you now. God is restoring you now. God is helping you now. Oh, 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 Here in the present. 
Somebody received mercy this morning. You know, sometimes God forgives people. They are the ones that just don't forgive themselves. God closes the chapter, but they are the ones that just don't close the chapter. Receive the mercy of the Lord. Your past may have been broken. You may have wasted time. You may have lost time. You may have made mistakes. You may have done what you should have done. But hear the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to help you with time. You can move on. 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 I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. The Lord says you can move on. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. The love of God. The faithfulness of God. is falling like rain. Falling like rain. Open wide the gates of heaven. Feel our hearts as we surrender. Lord, let your presence fall. Lord, let your presence fall. Open wide the gates. We will worship you forever. We will worship you. Lord, let 
is with us. Christ is with us. Declare again where the Spirit is. Where the Spirit is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. in this house somebody we are in the presence of the Lord we are in the presence of the Lord the heavens are opened over us all through supernatural 2017 the heavens are opened over us God will do for us things money can't buy. God will do for us things that are impossible with men. God will help us with time. Open wide the gates of heaven. Feel our hearts as we surrender. Lord, let your presence fall. Lord, let your presence fall. Open wide. Open wide. The gates the of heaven. Gates we will worship heaven. you forever. We will worship you forever. Let your presence fall. Lord, let your let your power, Lord, let your glory, let your Lord, might, let your, your wisdom open wide, open wide the gates of heaven. We will worship you forever. 
Come on, open your mouth and just worship him in the spirit. You are in his presence. And in his presence there's fullness of God. Mercy is is help is grace is healing is open doors for provision for God is moving in your life moving in your situation receive it, receive it, receive it receive what is offering receive what is given here in the present here in the presence, the presence of the Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Oh, somebody open your arms, open your heart. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Open your arms, open your heart and receive. Mercy is for If you are tired of running from God, this is the time to open up and welcome Him into your heart. Pour out your heart before Him. Open your arms, He'll hold you now. Pour out your heart before him. And open your arms, he'll hold you now. Here in the presence of the Lord. Yes, pour out your heart before him. Open your eyes till hold you now. Here in the presence of the Lord. One more time, pour out your heart. Pour out your heart before Him. Open your eyes till 
on you. As we prepare for encounters like never before during this supernatural convention, those things that money cannot buy for us, that we so desperately need in our lives, the things that are impossible with men, that we so desperately desire, and the help we need with time, the help we need with time, that only you can give. Lord, we lift our hands to you. Everybody lift those hands. Lift your hands. And we surrender our lives to you. We thank you for your mercy. You are not a God that looks at our faults. And condemns us because of our mistakes. But you are a God of mercy. Boldly we receive your mercy. Receive your mercy. In all our shortcomings, in all our weaknesses, we receive. Thank you, Lord, that we will never be the same again. This season of our lives will never be the same again. We thank you that you are bearing us on eagles' wings. Taking us higher and higher into the fullness of the glories of God. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And somebody lifted their voice and shouted aloud, Hallelujah. Come on, give him another shout of praise. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.